Yep. See what you got, man. Let's see what you got. There's the other shoe drop. You know what, Demet? <laughs> this is insane. You want to see bring it up You know what? Woo! You look out the ring right now. Woo! Whoa! I feel great. You know why? Because this week is a double header. That means we have two episodes this week. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We have a stacked lineup. Let's get to the first one. First episode. This is episode 27. This is with a band called Down Again. We had Lenny and Lucas join us. And um, those guys were just such a hoot. Real good time. Two dudes from California. The whole band's from California, I, I might add. But, um, yeah, great, great band. And so, you know, I was thinking, usually when I think of California, you know, sometimes some people will be inclined to think about beaches and, and surfing and legalized marijuana and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe the music scene or whatnot. That's all good stuff. I think of Down Again when I think of California. I think uh, they would make great representatives of the um, of the beautiful state that is California. I think they embody California in every way, and goddamn, were they fun to talk to? And um, so, if you guys are listening, shout out to you guys, uh, real fun dudes. I'm glad that Mike from Doc Hammer, shout out Mike, um, he got us connected with these guys just in his uh, PR work that he does. So. Appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much. Hope you're listening as well. And um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, to introduce the guys in this episode to you. And um, as always, if you enjoy the episode, please uh, subscribe either on Spotify or Apple. And um, if you so feel inclined, feel free to leave us a rating, whether good or bad. I don't give a fuck. It won't hurt my feelings. Um, you can do that on um, on Apple Podcast right there. So. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you at the end of the week. Lenny, tell us a little bit about uh, the band. Tell us a little bit about Down Again. Um, Mike had a lot of stuff, to, you know, a lot of good things to say about you guys. And obviously, like, after he sent over your information, I got a chance to listen to that album. Um, yep, yeah, congrats again on having that out, you know, your first album. <laughs> That's probably a great feeling. Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, walk us through your members, you know, uh, what kind of weird shit do they do? You know, who's who? <laughs> So uh, I do all the vocals and probably half the screams and write guitar. Um, we got two other actual members. We got Alex Wechter on the bass, and then we got Lucas Garcia, who's our Swiss Army knife. He does guitar, keys, drums, and then he does the other half of the screams. And we write all the songs together, so all the lyrics are kind of co-opt. And then uh, he lives about four hours away from me so our writing process is basically just us sending demos back and forth all day every day so <laughs> wow so i'm sure like quarantine is nothing new to you guys you've been yeah. operating this way for a while it's a status quo for the writing process <laughs> that's great so when you guys do get together and play live what's that look like if you have all these parts so we have a couple live members that live in my area. We have a drummer that we uh, use live who's in another local band. And then we have this guitarist we use live who's uh, he's one of my best friends since forever. And he just absolutely shreds. But he's in another project right now. So uh, he helps us out live. So I, I actually just do vocals live. Lucas plays guitar. And then Alex, of course, on bass. And then... Uh, we just try to practice, you know, usually the day before and then the day of all together and just to clean things up. But everyone's pretty uh, responsible for their own practicing on their own time. 
That's great. Yeah, sometimes it's it's tough to keep people accountable when it's yeah. like you'll practice like once a week or something, or even you know for you guys maybe practice uh, less often than that because you're far apart. And then right. when you get together, you're like, "How the fuck did you not learn this part? We had a month." Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, you knew like, we were meeting today. Come on. Yeah. Like, oh, how does this part go again? Like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> the show's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. At least they're not doing it on the stage, you know. At least they're not looking yeah. at it like, "Hey, man, like, how do we oh, start?" Oh yeah, that, that's <laughs> totally not happened before. <laughs> <laughs> So um, when you guys do get together and, and play out, you know, where have you played so far? Uh, is it primarily, you know, out of San Francisco or where the other guys live? Uh, you know, what's the scene look like? Uh, Bay Area. So we play San Francisco, Oakland, San Ramon. There's a little spot in Brantwood, Walnut Creek, uh, just the whole surrounding area. We haven't We haven't made the trip down south yet, but we were planning on doing that for the album release and then quarantine oh. happened so yep how's the bay area scene it's a pretty legendary scene there uh you know what it it's not as it's not as big in the uh post-hardcore genre as you would hope it's really big in like the indie rock genre right now but uh seems like if you head out east towards like sacramento there's a lot more of a rock scene okay right? Yeah. Have you guys gotten a chance to play Gilman Street? Oh, no, not yet. We uh, That's definitely definitely on the list of venues we're going to be playing soon. Seen that a is, lot of shows there, though. That is in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, that's Berkeley. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, right next door. Yeah, Berkeley, Berkeley's got a pretty cool music scene there. Oh, um, yeah. I, I went and saw White Reaper there last year. and. Nice. Um, it was at there's like some brewery there. It's a it's a it's a huge brewery, but then they also have a music venue in the back. So it was pretty sick because it was like very unassuming. And then you walk in, and you're like, oh shit! Like this is a, a legit concert hall. That's tight. Yeah, it was it was right over the bridge uh, when when you, okay. you get over from San Fran. I don't think I've been, but it sounds cool. I, I gotta find the name. I'll text you it after this. Uh, don't feel bad. I've never been there either. It, yeah. Adam's been to the every brewery, brewery on the either. East Coast. <laughs> I'm on the East Coast. I, yeah. only have, I actually have not been West. I've, I've lived in pretty much all of my years so far just on the East Coast. The, the beer just oh, hits man. Got to make man. the switch. I know. I've been meaning to. And then, you know, poor life choices and lack of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Especially where we are on the East Coast, we're, you know, the most expensive part, which is New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, very nice. Fucking New York. Yeah, that's not to say San Francisco's cheap at all. For no, what, I you guys got the highest rent out there or something like that? I think San Francisco and New York are one and two, so. There you go. <laughs> that sounds about right. San Fran's a beautiful place, man, though. Um, yeah, it's tight. Where do, you, where do you live in San Fran? So I, I actually live outside of San Francisco now. I'm in Pittsburgh, which is about 40 minutes east. A lot cheaper. That's a real mind fuck that you guys yeah, have in Pittsburgh uh, out there. You said 40 yeah. minutes, and I'm like, that's, that's like cross country. Yeah, I think... <laughs> no, dude, I just make the drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's a short commute. Uh, Three days, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's no H in this Pittsburgh. It's just, just oh. N's and G. Okay. <laughs> so they're really, they're really throwing that mind fuck at you. Yeah. I'm learning so much about the, the West Coast right now. <laughs> oh, man, it's wild over here. Is the, <laughs> is the West Coast like the East Coast where there's like four towns with the same exact name but spelled different ways? Uh, this... Not that I've found yet. Because like, well, you'll come to New York and there'll be like three or four towns and they'll either add a new in front or it'll be the same but spelled different and they say it different but they're you, spelled and look exactly the same or you had a vill at the end yep <laughs> <laughs> no we don't have that issue yeah. they got more so, creative <laughs> <laughs> so lenny when you when you guys playing out um yeah what are some of your favorite venues uh i really like bottom of the hill in san francisco i really like uh well rest in peace to slims that was one of my favorite venues but they uh, just closed down. I think coronavirus had something to do with that. Uh, uh, yeah, 
there's a really cool venue called Break and Mortar that we've played a couple times. Uh, and then haven't got to play it before, but the Warfield is one of my favorite venues to check out. It's like 2,000 caps, so it's pretty good size venue. With a name like the Warfield, I feel like it has to be. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. It's like an old like theater or something. Wow. So, um, yeah, are those like all primarily in San Francisco? Or? Yeah, all those are in San Francisco. There's a there's a couple cool venues. There's a, the Holy Diver in Sacramento, which is Holy Diver. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ace of Spades in San nice. Francisco. But yeah, we got a handful of cool venues over here. Yeah, that's fun. I feel like, especially in the summer, things just hit off so well out there. Oh, um, yeah. Are, are a lot of these venues more primarily geared towards, like, punk and post-hardcore? Or are they just, you know, um, not really niche and, you know, cater to a lot of different types? Uh, a lot of the ones I just named are pretty broad. You'll have, you know, an alternative band one day and then a death metal band the next <laughs> day. Not super niche, but uh, I don't know. Gilman's more like a punk venue. Lots of yeah. punk there. Yeah, they've been there. They've been around forever, out there. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw the the documentary. I think it was like something East Bay or whatever. I still got to get around to seeing that. But yeah, it was like heavily based, you know, around there because they had Operation Ivy and Green Day and Rancid and like so you tight. Know, bunch of other legends. It's so yeah. sick. No, I haven't checked it out yet, but definitely sounds sick. Yeah. Um. So, you know, t- tell me a little bit, how, how'd you end up meeting Mike? Um, you know, since you guys kind of live, uh, sounds like sort of far away from each other. You know, how'd you guys get and connect with each other? So uh, we hired a publicist for our album release. His name is Bob Bradley. Shout out to him. Uh, he actually introduced us and hooked us up with the connection. So uh, haven't known him too long, but... Definitely oh, really? Appreciative to have that connection. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't know if you gotten a chance to listen to the uh, his band, um, Doc Hammer. Those it, amazing songs. Um, yeah, they put out a, a great album. I think it was uh, last year. But would would definitely check them out. I don't know if you listen to like Every Time I Die and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, but totally. They they're like the West Coast Every Time I Die, and it's pretty sick. Someone was just telling me to check them out the other day, so I'm going to definitely do that. Oh, yeah? That. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, they just put out a new song, too, I think, uh, you know, a few days ago. But, um, yeah, very tight band. Um, Mike, Mike's a great guy, too. He's he's just all about the music and, um, you know, and pretty party. much every guy in that band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no band party is harder than them, but that's for Except sure. Except maybe some... Andrew WK. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, um, was it Josh, I think? Uh, yeah, Josh. Yeah, he's the lead singer. And he was saying um, he had Party Hard tattooed on his toes. Oh, no way. For Andrew awesome. WK, yeah. Like, that's how, you, that's how you know, too. Like, there's nothing harder than, like, where am I going to get right Party Hard? I'm going to write on my fucking toes. Right on my like, fucking like, toes. Like, right on my toes. Like, not my fingers. Not, like, any, not like my knees. Like, I'm going to put it right on my toes. That's no, just that, badass. That's, that's what that is. That's the hardcore spot. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't imagine any any of that being a joyful tattoo like to get. No, oh god, <laughs> sounds awful. Healing process must have sucked. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, Lenny, a little bit a bit more about your band. Um, and I I underline this several times on my notes. Uh, <laughs> All where right. do you guys get your inspiration from? Oh man. it's so many places i'd say oh whoa hey this is lucas garcia i was like what the fuck (laughs) sorry just to barge in on you guys my bad dude i totally thought you were like throwing your voice for a second like how is this guy showing up there where there's a voice going but he's not talking (laughs) drop in the water's fine (laughs) okay continue on my bad just jump in no, I'd actually, I, I'd like to hear your answer on this, too, um, after Lenny goes. But I was asking him, what, what's your inspiration? You know, what makes you guys, uh, you know, play the music that you do? Oh, man. Uh, 
That's a hard one. You go, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so growing up listening to, you know, Under Oath, Brand New, Thrice, all these, you know, different post-hardcore bands. Amazing bands. <laughs> yeah, they, they really formed our music taste. And then, you know, we also listened to a lot of metalcore, which... I mean, it doesn't come through so much on the album, but there's certain moments that we definitely borrowed from certain metalcore bands like The Plot and You or We Came as Romans or The Devil Wears Prada even. And uh, I, I think what really inspired us to make this kind of music was A, the fact that there's not that many bands making post-hardcore right now. So we were like... There's kind of a gap that we wanted to fill. And then, like, it was the only genre where we really felt, like, the ability to write some of the softer songs that we wanted to write and also, you know, get down sometimes. Like, it, it really provided a wide-open canvas to where I feel like a lot of the songs on the album you wouldn't necessarily expect to be on the same album. Cause yeah. I got that. I definitely got that feeling where you guys definitely have a a nice blended approach. And like, that's exactly what, you know, post hardcore was um, what I feel like it was, uh, you know, born and bred on was, uh, you know, having that ability to have that range, but also having the ability to just, you know, turn it the fuck up. I always saw with like post hardcore too. Like it really was, for lack of better terms, it was a way to take hardcore and make it more of a genre bending genre. Like add in these elements to this super in your super in your face, like super hard style of music and bring more like emotion into it, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. I, I think that's exactly what drew us to it in the first place was like the amount of emotion you could put into a song and the range of going from, you know, something that is maybe almost like beautiful and angelic and then going to a part that's just like crushing, crushingly heavy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, like, no, you, you Lucas, should check out this hear... band uh, from oh, oh, out by us. They're called Ghost Chant. And like, I think you really, from what you explain, I think you really dig them. I just want to okay. like, give our boys there a little, little, yeah. Yeah. We'll Ghost boys Chant. A little pump. Always looking for new bands, so definitely gonna check them out. They um definitely looking for that post hardcore. They're a good one to yeah, look up. They've I think they've they've been on some pretty big uh big tours. They've they've opened up, you know, been the supporting act. I think it was for Fit for a King. Um oh, maybe, maybe that was on the Chelsea Grin tour as well that they were on. But yeah, like these guys they're doing well, man. They're uh they're good dudes, they're yeah. Good it like it. They're good yeah, connection for you guys. Heck yeah, we'll definitely be hitting them up. For sure. So, Lucas, I want to, you know, thanks for joining. Um, I want to hear uh, your side of things. So, uh, you know, you guys are talking about, I accidentally pulled up another screen on my computer. Let me try to <laughs> this. I'm like looking at my own messages right now on accident. Um, so about inspiration, you know, what we're kind of talking about here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's a hard question to ask. And it's almost one of those things where you don't really know, you know, what, what inspires you? It's just like I remember from an early age, there was something about the post-hardcore music that was just like I was like, "This is it!" Like I don't know what it is, but it's it, you know. And um, it's hard to find and put it into words exactly what drives us. But I know if we're not doing music, there is a direct unhappiness related to that, you know. Especially for me and Lenny and Alex, and it's like. Man, life would sure be easier, it seems like, if we didn't have this passion for music because we could just go get jobs and, you know, live that life. But it's like something inside of us that we just can't pinpoint dies to play music and dies to write music, dies to listen to music, dies to go to shows. And it's like we tried to go around, you know, without music for a little while. And that was probably the depressed, most depressed that, you know, we've ever been. Um, me personally, like uh, like the most I've ever been. I know Lenny has talked to me about it too. And it's like our drive to keep writing music is just, seems like it's just because it's the only thing that makes us happy. You know, um, there's sure. a lot of make us happy. Friends make us happy. Families make us happy. But it's just like a separate thing, you know, that we've tried to go without it and we can. You know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what fuels that passion and that inspiration. I just know dude, if I'm not doing it, man, I'm going to go crazy. I feel that hardcore because before we actually started What Makes Sense, 
uh, I broke up another band called One for the Braves, and uh, we like went a year. I was in like a great relationship doing all this, but still, it's like there was, it felt like there was always something missing until we started like recording, oh, yeah. and doing new music, and this and that. And it's I definitely feel that hardcore. Yeah, yeah. In music, such like an irrational thing. It's like none <laughs> of it, none of it makes sense. Like it's like you know you get in a, a fucking tour bus to to drive four hours to go play somewhere for. 30 minutes, you know, and maybe make a little bit of money. You don't even know if you're going to be making yeah, money. Maybe. Show up. Yeah. Exactly. And like, it definitely won't be enough, you know, at least in like starting off, it's, it's never enough to like support, you know, yourself or like, oh, no. you know, live off of. And nope. it's just this crazy thing, but like, we still keep going at it. We still keep clawing at this, uh, you know, and reaching for this thing because like, it's what makes us happy. And I totally. feel like it's, that is one of the few things, you know, that we as humans can have that sort of relationship with. For sure. Where, I mean, there is, there's nothing at the end of the day that's better than, you know, going around with a bunch of dudes, playing shows, making fart jokes and drinking beers and <laughs> yeah. coming home. Like, it's, just, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just all plain just fun. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. It's so I'm funny. Definitely not doing it for the ten dollars the venue paid me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and thanks for the the fucking one one drink ticket for like you know a lower lower shelf uh, well liquor or like a pass. Like, thanks. That, you know, right. Like, that get yeah. me going. <laughs> yeah. We um. It's funny because we have played probably more shitty shows than we have like best shows. Not that we played bad. It's just you drive. You know, hour and a half, two hours, get to some crappy venue. Um, there's like eight people in the stands, not, you know, not listening. Which we've all we've all played those shows. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's happened to us over the years. And it's like looking back, there's quite a bit of you know what other people consider to be bad memories. Like, wow, you guys drove all the way there and forgot your drum symbols or something, you know, like a bad thing. Or wow, you guys had car troubles. It was super late to the show. And for some reason, despite all that bad stuff. It's like people, most people would be like, okay, screw this. You know, it's not worth it. But like, why do we keep going back to it? Why can we just like, cannot live without it? <laughs> yeah, you look back on it and it's like, no, nah, that shit was really funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, actually, oh, yeah. you know, I'm still alive at the end of the day. It's like, you know, shit, it's such a benign thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, hey, fuck it. The most, you know, whatever. I got a vacation out of it, you know. <laughs> like, I got, I got, yeah, to, I got to see an area I wouldn't usually see, you know. Yeah. Every terrible thing that's happened is now hilarious to look back on. So exactly. it works out. <laughs> like uh, we went down and we played a show in the city. Um, I met the guys because I was, I was, I lived a little closer to the city at the time, and they drove all their stuff down from uh, a little bit north of the city, New York City, and um, we forgot my base head. <laughs> and, and i was like jesus by, by we you mean us he's just trying to cast some shade yeah and, and uh i and cannot tell like, you how many times i've forgotten drum hardware man it's so embarrassing it works out you know you live another day like the other bands understand and yeah fuck we made friends out of it you know we gave him a microphone we had him mouth the bass parts yeah, right? <laughs> and so yeah, music's really this irrational thing where it's like from if you look at it from an outsider perspective and you've never done it, it just seems like this foolish thing, you know. Especially oh, yeah. Like you're like, how are you like, you know, late twenties and your thirties and you're still doing it? It's like, well, because it keeps me alive, man. It, right. it feel like I'm I'm doing something, I'm contributing something, and uh, I think it's a really powerful thing. For sure. Yeah. It's funny because like regular adults are like oh you're you're still in a band like when are you gonna grow up like, <laughs> like so sorry sorry yeah, buddy die. not gonna happen I'm sorry <laughs> it's like that one of your songs like jesus christ i'm 26 yeah and then they're like yeah but like i'm yeah, still like, cool with it though wait, like, I, so i don't really I care, care. <laughs> I, like wait a second i miss being 26 Can yeah I go back? yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, I did have a few, like, weirder questions that I wanted to get to. Just, like, fun oh, questions. Yeah. Um, now that we're actually on the topic of going out and playing music, you know, what, what's what been some of, like, the weirdest gigs that you've played? You know, maybe it's a story from a gig. Maybe it's the venue that you played. Maybe it's the audience that you played to. Um, yeah, like, okay. I want to hear it all. It's always fun. 
Here, oh, dude. Yeah. Let's get one, Lenny. Let me get one real quick. Okay, okay. you go first. Quite a show, and it was in someone's backyard, which is yeah. fine. It was like an awesome thing, and it was with this very old guy who was, you know, no wife, no kids. And it wasn't that the show was weird. It was a lot of fun. We're in this backyard, a bunch of kids. But what was weird is that this old guy who was a single old guy had a bunch of kids that lived with him that weren't related to him. In any form, it wasn't like a foster. When you say kids, like how old are we talking? Between like 13 and like 21. Just like okay. a bunch of stray cats almost just chilling in this guy's huh. house. And I was like, I was getting weirded out by this show. I'm like, <laughs> what is the situation here? Why did he yeah. live with this strange old man? Why is this old man putting on a emo post-hardcore show in his backyard? <laughs> like, that literally what? sounds like the plot to an indie movie. Was it like, was so <laughs> strange. Like, and there was like what, like fifteen people there, and it was in the middle of the day, and it was yeah. super hot. Yeah. In the middle of the summer, like it was, it was just a strange, strange show. That was years and years and years ago, though. Supporting but... House Runaways. There you go. There's the yeah. indie movie. Yeah. Sell the rights, make the money. <laughs> right. You got to be yeah. like, yo, yo, guys, bl- blink if you're in trouble. <laughs> we're yellow if you're hurt yeah. <laughs> oh god wow now where was that i think was it in pittsburgh was that yeah, was like, that in pittsburgh pittsburgh california like east of san francisco about like 35 miles or so yeah, oh, yeah. We, we were no. just talking about it, it smart man had that in there though yeah <laughs> okay just in case nobody knows what pittsburgh is god yeah now, what about then, you, Lenny? Uh, we played this one show, and it was in, uh, he was in Fairfield at this music store. And uh, what really made that show interesting was during the last song of our set, there's this breakdown, and there's this like part in the breakdown where there's like no chugs happening for a little bit. And I always do this guitar flip. And it's never been an issue. But for some reason, on this particular guitar flip, my guitar smashed into my face so fucking hard. And and literally gashed, like, right where my eyebrow is. And my whole eye, like, swole shut. And there's blood, like, pouring all over my... All over me, all over my guitar. And, like... (laughs) luckily it was the last song of the set but uh that was uh one of the most memorable moments for me <laughs> damn <laughs> what was like the next day like for you was it <laughs> oh, oh dude i was like I, I could i could text you a picture because my eye was literally <laughs> swollen shut i feel Jesus. like that's the picture we need to use for the podcast photo yeah, when, yeah. When, we, when we promote this <laughs> what kind of guitar do yeah. you have like how heavy is it dude it's not thank god it's not that heavy it was a semi-hollow telly oh so, wow yeah but it was a lot of damage of, it was the amount of force like i was i was throwing as hard as i could <laughs> i don't even know show. what part of the guitar hit me <laughs> we played a show one time back in was in a different band and this guy flung his guitar and his strap broke like mid like mid oh, fling it went up over his head and behind his amp that's a nightmare dude oh, <laughs> that's a, a tale uh, as old as time yeah i i don't think i i didn't miss a note i kept going straight through the song <laughs> How long was it till you were like, oh shit, there's like a real, there's an issue at hand. Instant. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I couldn't see and I felt wet. <laughs> he came up to me after and was like, dude, I hit my face. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Oh yeah. That's, that's amazing that, that things just worked out where it was like the last song. Now, was that, was that intentional, where you're like, I'm not going to flip my guitar throughout the whole set, just, you know, because of what could happen, And but I'll save it for the end? I told you what your question was, was it intentional to flip it into his face? <laughs> like, uh, I intended to flip it right in my face. Yeah, Gigi it, Allen, baby. <laughs> no, it, it literally was just, uh, I, 
it was like a rehearsed guitar flip that I just always did during the last song because we always ended with the same song. So just what? ended up that way. Is that song on the album? No, that that was an old band. That was years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. That so you were involved uh, in a, in a few more bands before this? Yeah, this is this is uh what I guess like my fourth band probably. Um, but the last two bands, so this band and our last band, it's the exact same people, like me, yeah. our buddy Alex. We just one day were like we were writing alternative rock music, and we're basically like, screw this, let's write post hardcore. And we're like, if we're going to write post-hardcore, we just got to let the old name die and start new. So That's kind of what we did with What Makes Sense. It was, uh, it was me and our other guitarist, Avery. We were this band, we were this band called One for the Bridge, and we just decided we were going through like member changes again and this and that. And we were like, you know what? Let's just start over, rebrand all of it. Yeah, so we just, totally. we just we started What Makes Sense, yeah. found, this, found this beautiful man, Aaron. And we've done, uh, our, our, our guitarist Eddie and uh, our drummer Nick, and we've been we've been kicking ass ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the same members, the same exact three members. Like if we 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 could still play those songs if we wanted to from the old project, but which we like, don't, which we don't. <laughs> want. Songs so long ago, they're not even. I hate those songs now. So, what would you equate your uh, last few bands like sound to? What would you say you guys you know? Oh man, emulated. So, so the. My first band I was in was called Inner Eternity, and that was metalcore. And we were basically trying to emulate like For Today and Parkway Drive. Okay. And then that's heavy. Yeah, we, we were heavy, but I mean, it it just it it was definitely like a knockoff. There was nothing creative happening in that band. Like we're just copying everyone else. And then, oh, okay. And then I started Forever for a Second, which was like an acoustic project with one of my buddies. And we did that for like a couple years. And then I consider it like a separate band because he quit. And then I brought on like three other dudes and we became like an alternative band. But we kept the name Forever for a Second. And then... Uh, that one was more like uh, Yumi at Six, All Time Low, Amberlynn type of type of deal, and then then uh, down against just some leftover guys from that band. <laughs> some leftovers. So this is this is the good the good part of the band that we kept. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you guys have been a unit for a while, right? I mean, it, it seemed like I, I, you know, stalked your Instagram a little bit. It seems like you guys have been playing shows at least together since like 2013 or so. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. Like you said, um, we, I met Lenny when he was in that for, for a second acoustic project and I came on as a drummer. Um, we had a, we were trying to start a, you know, a bigger project because at first it was just him and another guy. So I came on as a drummer and we had another bass player. Me and Lenny became best friends, kicked the other two guys out. And brought on um, a guy named Alex, who is now our, you know, third best friend in the trio. And then my brother was actually playing guitar and singing in that band, too. Um, my brother is not super into music, so he just didn't want to play music anymore. And so we we're kind of moving on without him. And that's when we started writing this post-hardcore album. So the three of us, you know, who've been playing together since 2012, 2013, just decided let's just be a new project with the three of us. You know, we don't need to hold on to the old stuff anymore. Nice. How long did this album take to write? Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, uh, it it took a couple of years to write, but when we wrote it, we probably had like 21 songs written. So uh, by the time we went to the studio, I think we'd been writing for like two years and then narrowed it down from all the songs we had and uh, came out with. The devil is a Yeah, it was crazy. When we were writing, like, usually people think, how long does it take you to write 21 songs? Yeah. Um, but, like, we were just so inspired. Like, once we started getting out a couple songs, we're like, dude, this song is sick. We should, And then we started getting inspired to write more music just based off of listening to what we already wrote. And the songs just seemed like they kept flowing out of us. You know, it's like we're just spitting them out, basically. That's crazy. 21 That's awesome. songs. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, how many made the album? It was like 
13. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, that <laughs> were there any plans to do anything with the other songs, or did they just not make the cut? So there's actually a couple that uh, we held on to and may release in the future, but I, a handful of them are pretty much scrapped at this point. Like, maybe we'll steal a riff from one or something, but I, I think there's probably, like, maybe four or five of the ones that didn't make the cut that we're holding on to. Yeah, we're holding on to them for a few different projects because one of the reasons why they were cut is either they just didn't fit with the tone of the other 13 songs. Um, and so we're, we're just going to hold on to them and wait for the right, you know, project to put them on, you know, whether it be an EP or an album or uh, so between the five that we are saving, you know, some of them might go to an EP, some of them might go to the next album. It's just all going to depend on, you know, if they're going to fit. What is your uh, your process for like eliminating, like deciding, like oh, this doesn't fit those or this does. Like, are they like just that drastically different, or is it like just like <laughs> you guys sitting there, there talking out? There were some that were, I would say, drastically different, but I think we kind of figured out what our favorite songs, like what are like like these are like our identity songs that we're gonna you know form our whole sound around. Right. And so then after we picked those like maybe five or six songs that we were like this is who we are then we picked the next like closest ones to those six songs if that makes sense yeah makes a lot of sense oh yeah yeah and it's we definitely you know this album was written during a time in our lives when there's basically there's a theme you know an underlying theme um it might be pretty vague lyrically but, you know, if me and Lenny were to break it down, you would really be able to be like, oh, wow, this is all like it all circles to something. You know, if we were to trace back what the lyrics mean to us, even though they're going to be vague and more of a metaphor in the album, if I were to, you know, draw the line back to what it really means, all the songs kind of stem to the same point. And it just yeah, yeah. Like songs that didn't stem to that point. So it was like these ones, you know, don't necessarily, at least to us anyway. Is no, just, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a lyricist for what we do, I 100% feel that because like, we were talking about this recently because like, everyone's like, why do you name your songs the way you name them? And I'm like, because they like match the lyrics and this and that. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. And like, it's like, but they're like, it's like you said, though, they're all like things in my head that make like perfect sense. But like, just <laughs> yeah. other people, they're like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's this song about? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's totally uh, on some of the songs. So, what, what is that theme, if you wouldn't mind sharing, of the album or themes? Lenny, it's all you. <laughs> uh, there, there's a couple continuing themes. I mean, the like broad way to put it would be, you know, just like pain and struggles that we're going through, and just like struggling, like mental health issues. And then, like uh, one of the big themes of the album is kind of coming to terms, like as you're growing up and realizing that, like as a kid you have like this self image of you being like so great and so incredible and just coming to terms with like your flaws and like the things that you struggle with and the parts of you that you know maybe aren't so great and realizing you know that these i don't know like these darker bad parts of you are actually parts of you you know like accepting like, who you are yeah yeah totally and just like kind of I don't know, growing up and getting bitter, kind of. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love that. I feel I love that. that so much. Yeah, like can you guys hear me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put headphones on, so I just want to make sure you can hear me now through the mic. I, like, yeah, I love that a lot. That's a lot of like what I write is about like dealing with like coming to terms with like who I'm becoming or who I am, as totally. opposed, and also writing about my pretty awful extended family. There's a lot of oh. what I do, like you know, different nice. different types of failing relationships, I guess, if you want to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, relatable terms, but yeah, you know, you get up on yeah, stage tech. and say yeah, "fuck t- grandma" a few times, and people start to <laughs> turn their heads. Oh, he said it live too. I did he say was, it live. Was not That's awesome. Fuck. I got up there, I said "fuck grandma," and this girl goes, "not grandma." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was That's real fantastic. quiet. <laughs> it got real quiet real quick. I don't think I could clap for that. You know, <laughs> you know, there was. <laughs> let me break it down. So, like this, there was the one girl was like. No, nah, man, not grandma. And this one person's like, 
ooh. And then there's my girlfriend off on the side who knows, like, the entire story just, like, rolling on the floor laughing hysterically. <laughs> that was the only reactions we got in a silent room. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, if you guys don't mind to tag on kind of what Lenny was saying, um, you know, like, we could spend hours going into, like, you know, specific detail on what the theme is, but it might be a little too personal and too – strange for you know the podcast and all for the recording uh but yeah you know the the theme and all was basically like we were going through a time in our life when which is strange that it all happened at the same time for all three of the band members like it's you know usually one guy goes through a hard time it's weird to see three guys at the same time going through a very difficult time um we were just going through a portion of our lives that led to a um a depression and um you know bitterness that was in us just about a lot of other things you know um, that we were kind of going through together and like through that bitterness through that you know depression um also realizing like what lenny was saying like sometimes you realize in life like wow you were not a good person um you know like and so the album and even though you try to be a good person you kind of like it almost feels like fighting who you are when you're trying to be a good person um, and so it was just a weird time of us realizing that we're not as great as we hoped we'd be or as we thought we were. Um, things in life at the time had just kind of spiraled down for us, brought us into this depression. And we were pretty bitter and frustrated about a lot of other aspects of our lives. Um, and basically, we channeled all that into an album. Um, the Devil's a Gentleman. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that, that title, that, for everything you just explained, that title is very fitting. Yeah, but that's. That's definitely a powerful thing. I mean, um, I'm, I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people. It's like, you know, life is, it, it's, it happens. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it does. And it's, you know, some things are just are far out of our control. And, um, you know, I think music, it, it, it varies amongst people, but I think music can be a, a very good coping mechanism. And yeah. using your you know, musical skills to uh, produce something that is is a uh, a body of work that is a reflection of yourself. I think is the most vulnerable you can put yourself. Oh, gee, that's a scary thing. What you just said, reflection of yourself. Um, you know, there our songs. One of the things themes with our song is there's not always a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're not. We have songs that are pretty depressing, and we don't end it with a. But don't worry, kid, it's gonna get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but there, you, what you said, you know. Um, like re- revealing yourself, there are songs that's like, I didn't even know if I should put it on the album because it might have been too much. Like it's telling people something um, that I don't know necessarily, I don't necessarily want to tell them, but at the same time, it is me. You know, it's like, this is, you know, who I am, um, or at least who I was at that time. <laughs> so it was like, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's actually really almost hard to even listen to it sometimes because you're like, dang, like, this might be a little too vulnerable. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's good you could do that, though, because, like, for all you know, you're helping somebody, like, you know. Exactly. Like, in my, uh, to bring it back, and, like, kind of how, like, I was saying before, like, I joke about, like, the whole, like, fuck grandma thing and this and that, but, like, there's people out there who really, like, are struggling with being able to do that, and it could be, like, a toxic totally. thing with their grandparents, and as dumb as it sounds, it's, like, it's, it's, I shouldn't say if it's dumb as it sounds, it really kind of, like, belittles it, but, like, is is as weird as it sounds, like it's it's almost cathartic to somebody to hear somebody else go through the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and in a way that is that light in the tunnel, and that's what the great thing about music is. Like it doesn't, the song itself doesn't have to have a light in the tunnel, but it can me, be that light. Yeah, me and Lenny, it's so great that you just said that because we've talked about that hundreds of times. That um, no, our songs don't always point to a light at the end of the tunnel, but if someone were to connect with one of our songs and like, holy crap, like I'm going through the same thing or like, wow, these guys are doing, are going through that. And, you know, I'm going through that. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you're not alone. You know, that's, yeah. that's exactly what we, our goal always was. Yeah, totally. Like for me, that's, that's actually why I started a pop punk band is because like I was listening to the upsides by the wonder years and like, Oh yeah. Me at, yeah. Like, me at like right 16, on. 17, I was like, holy fucking shit. He's just going through like, that's, yeah. that's me. He's explaining yeah. me. That so is like, the that most was, relatable album if you're, yeah. you know, oh, age yeah. like, That's like an 20 album, to like, 35. <laughs> you don't even have to like pop punk. You listen to that album and you'll find yourself in it in at least one yeah. of the songs. 
just just read the lyric booklet like <laughs> yeah yeah but um hey guys we are coming up on time so the format of this usually is um you know we'll leave some time for our guests um for you guys to do any sort of shout outs anything if you guys are looking forward to uh releasing any singles in the near future um you know maybe you want to mention some bands that you've had the opportunity to play with and uh you know, just just spread the good word about them. But this is your For time. Sure. And then at the end of the week, uh, at the end of the episode, I don't know if you guys uh, drink beer at all, but we do a beer of the week. Uh, just oh, keep it fun, yep. just to keep it light. So this is your time. And uh, yeah, go ahead, man. It's all you, all honey. right. Uh, I guess I'll start by saying a shout out to Death by Fireworks. They're a local band over here in the East Bay. They're good like name. a indie indie band but they are so freaking sick like if you like any type of indie music they are super sick definitely check them out uh shout out to alex wechter he is our bass player (laughs) uh bob bradley again our publicist um beer of the week i don't know if you guys have ever had it but uh, Lagunitas Brewery is over here on the West Coast. Love it. That's my favorite beer, man. Okay, hey. they they make this they make this one beer. It's called the Waldo Special Ale, and Good, man. like it's like thirteen percent, but tastes <laughs> like it's like five percent. Wow. And it is literally the best thing in the world. <laughs> if you ever come east, I gotta hook you up with Two Roads. I don't know if you've had Two Roads out there. Nope. But they're they're a brewery from Connecticut that if you like Lagunitas, you'll definitely enjoy Two Roads. All right. I'm Hell definitely yeah, down definitely down for some brews. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Lucas. Uh, Lenny pretty much shouted out everybody I would shout out. I mean, I'd just be shouting out like my mom and dad or something at this point. Uh, yeah, shout out mom and dad. Yeah, Thank the people you, Jesus. That he, the people that he mentioned, um, huge shout out to more of an emphasis on uh, Death by Fireworks. We actually have a song um, that we co-wrote with one of the lead singer of that band. It's uh, Fade of the Grit. So if you want to hear what that guy, Jake Russo, sounds like, listen to Fade of the Grit. He has the voice of Angel Man. Um, but just, <laughs> Angel you know, Man. Double up on what Lenny said. We could never have done anything that we d- uh, did without the people that he shouted out, you know, our, our publicist and our producer. Oh, yeah. Nick Lillicono. The best producer That's... in the world. Hell yeah, Nick. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more thing in here sure. to keep uh to keep an old running joke going. Uh Rolling Rock, sponsor us, please. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I I'm sure you're great. You should sponsor them. We we've been trying for <laughs> this is every we found a way in almost every podcast. I have found a way to shout out Rolling Rock and I'm gonna keep it going till you know we're not doing podcasts anymore or they sponsor exactly. us. One of the two. I'm doing it. <laughs> they don't respond to me. Oh dude, most... I I'll I'll be tweeting them tonight. <laughs> tweet, yeah. tweet tweet Rolling Rock, be like, yo, why aren't you sponsoring at Nonsats Pod? No, sponsor the band, man. Sponsor what makes sense. That yo. comes second, all right? Go. I just as long as I'm getting free rock, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor something. I need my rocks. <laughs> if there it ain't Gold Trove, we don't go. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Oh, um, this has been a blast. Uh, I'm really glad, you know, uh, Mike was able to connect us and uh, Lenny, Lucas. Um, can't wait to see, you know, how you guys grow in the next few years. Uh, you guys definitely have a very unique sound and talented group. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get to see you live someday. Um, you yeah. know, if we're ever out on the West Coast or if you guys come to the East Coast, man, let us know. No, Hit us up. Fuck For yeah. sure. Yeah, it was great. Great chatting with you guys. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll connect with you guys over, uh, you know, Facebook and whatnot. And um, I'll let you know when this episode drops. And um, yeah, let's, let's just keep in contact, man. For sure. Yeah, stay connected. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, all right, guys. You enjoy the rest of your night and uh, uh, your weekend, too. All right. You guys take care. Hi, Later, guys. Bye.